we just had Dante Morris and Todd Sullivan from the Sack Dugout Baseball Show, which you and I had the privilege of doing a few months ago. I can't re- remember exactly. It was exactly. like way back in like March or April, I think. Oh, was it that far back? It was in the spring. Oh. I'm pretty sure. It feels like it wasn't that long April. ago, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we time flies. We did, yeah, right. we did their show, and yeah. um, they each have their own business businesses. Um, mm-hmm. Todd's is perfect game pitching solutions, yeah. and Dante and his brother Dominic uh, have hoop maps, hoop and maps. then the Morris League baseball or Morris League baseball league as well in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, so that was yeah. a, that was a great episode. That yeah. was a lot of fun. It, oh, it flew by. They had some really great content. There's a reason that they have their own show. So absolutely, they absolutely, didn't, they didn't really need us. No, not so much. But <laughs> we it, just fielded the question. Deb was trying to give away our show in the middle of it, or at the end of it. It's like, no, 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 no. They have their own <laughs> show. And yes, they probably could do it better than us, but still, we, I like doing this. <laughs> I was like, why are we here? We don't need to be here. Deb's looking and, for a way out. Yeah. Probably because we're getting closer to 20 reviews. I gave my two weeks notice a long time ago, so I need to follow through with that. I never received it, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was that was a good one. It was that a great was episode, good. yeah. And they yes. had a lot of really good things to say, and it was I, I thought it was really cool as they shared their stories and mm. how they got to where they are now, yeah. there was a lot of similarities. Yeah. And I think that's why they have not only their passion for what they do, but some of the things that they kind of went through right. seems like a, a reason for why they connect so well. Yeah. So it just works. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool yeah. hearing that. So yeah. um, definitely check it out and yeah. then make sure you guys go check out their show as well. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. See ya. Bye. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And today, for the first time ever, we actually have four people in the studio. Uh, (laughs) We have two awesome guests today. We were actually on their show, the Sack Dugout Show, uh, a few months ago. And it is uh, Perfect Game Pitching Solutions owner, Todd Sullivan. Hello. And Hoop Map founder, Dante Morris. Thank you. Thank you. It yeah. was it was Dante. It is Dante, right? It's Dante. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even before we, before we started recording, I'm like, I'm telling myself, okay, don't say Dominic. Oh yeah. And then as I said, I'm like, was that right? Yeah. I, I was a little bit nervous. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you guys get that all the time. Thought, I thought oh, when yeah. we were yeah. communicating, you know, and, and discussing when we were gonna be able to come on the show, and hey, I'd love to have you and Dominic because Dominic's the guy on set. Yeah. Right. And, you know, yeah. and I said, hey, well, Dante and I would love to be there. Yeah. I think this might be a mix-up because yes, it's always Dominic sitting to my right. right. Okay, so that's yeah. I'm just gonna be completely honest and transparent. When I reached out, I looked back at your guys' videos to see, okay, who is actually on the show? Because I know mm-hmm. when we did the show, it was Dante right. was there. But then I look back at a lot of the videos and I see Dominic with you, but then I also see Dante with you. So I'm like, I'm just going to guess. So I just went. <laughs> 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 I'm like, nice. hopefully, fingers crossed, it's Dante. You nailed it. Or Dominic. I said Dominic. And I was like, oh, yeah, Dante. Like, Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had a 50 yeah, 50 shot and I messed it up. <laughs> but hey, we're, we're really happy to have you guys on here. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had a great, we've talked about it a couple times. We had a great time on your guys' show. Um, and we know a ton of people that have been on your show uh, Joe Davidson, Mary Joe, Tony Asaro, uh, the Manuel uh, family. So, uh, so it was really cool for us to have a chance to, to do that. Um, but to kick it off, before we get into the oh, yeah. um, the exciting stuff, we have a couple of hard hitting, hard hitting questions. Stuff. That's yeah. true. This is the, this <laughs> the is question. the exciting stuff. Duh, we started off like that. That's so true. <laughs> we do we have warm up questions. Okay. Um, normally I ask three, but since there's two of you, I'm just gonna ask two, and okay. then I might throw in a bonus question at the end. So there might be three anyway. Okay. So first question: um, Would you and anyone can answer first? Would you rather be the best player on a horrible team or the worst player on a great team? Worst player on a great team. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I can learn. I'm there constantly, you know, seeing how the game should be played, uh, realizing uh, that uh, I still have goals and aspirations to get somewhere, and always having the support because whenever you're with a good team, that's what normally keeps it together: is team support, team unity, and knowing that the guy has my back, even though I might not be on the field as much as them. I know if the opportunity arises, they'd be the first one to say, "It's your turn, kid." Nice. So, Very that'd cool. be my operation. That's awesome. a great answer. Yeah. And for me, actually, I'd rather be the best player on the worst team. Oh, perfect. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you, you play on a good team, and we all played on good teams. So it's like, is you expect it to win, you expect it to do good, but if you're that underdog and you're the best player on the team, it's almost like Allen Iverson on the Sixers. 
Mm-hmm. Like, he was okay. the best player, and he took this team to the finals. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, I think it would just, you know, show my leadership. I could probably bring a couple good players up with me. And, uh-huh. like, it will just, you know, allow me to shine and allow others to, like, pick yourself up. I like being an underdog anyway, so. I like that. Be- I like that answer because, well, and, like, you, you listen to that question and, and, like, the listeners and, you know, and me too, I'm like, well, duh, I'd rather, you know, like your answer, Todd, like the worst player. I mean, yeah, the worst player on a great team so that, you know, I can learn. Because I'm the worst player well, on a <laughs> great team, but it doesn't make me a bad player. Yeah. I'm just exactly. the worst on that team. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Well, I think, and I think some people think of being the best player on a horrible team like, oh, like, okay, you're all, you just want to be the best. You know, you just want to show off. But to have that answer of, I know I want I can lead the team and I can, um, you know, show them. I could teach them some things right. and to be a chance to be a leader. So I like that. That's cool. That's really good. And I've always okay. joked with people about that question. I've been the worst player on a good team. And it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, have, you'll still have a good time, so it's not that bad. <laughs> All right, question number two. Okay, football season or basketball season? Which one's your favorite? I'm basketball. I like basketball. I would basketball. hope so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm basketball probably for a totally different reason. Because when basketball season first starts, that's actually when the World Series is going on. Mm-hmm. When the World uh, Series is going on, hockey is just getting started. And I'm a big um. hockey fan. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. And uh, my yeah, wife Detroit, is right? <laughs> yeah, Detroit. Oh, my Wings. wife is from okay. Detroit. My family's from Detroit. And uh, ah. um, and, and with uh, the great thing about hockey, the first couple games, you have a lot of the young guys up just to see who's going to stay. So you get to see young talent, just like you know the the worst player on the best team. That actually happens in the beginning of the soccer season. You know who are we going to keep up? And the the actual veterans lead the way and they'll go back to the coaching staff and say hey I like this guy on my line I like that guy on my line and that whole process football season's going on so you got that sport and then you also have the preseason of basketball so when you have all four major sports going on at the same time Mm -hmm. I am one happy guy (laughs) I I agree I agree with that too that's a that's a great answer both of those one different for you dang it he messed up he got Dante your business kind of run, like it's basketball, so uh-huh. you kind of need that that hoop season to really kick up. Yeah, but more important than that, I just think over the last couple of years, as I grow older, like basketball has been more exciting to me. Like it sure. really nice. relates to me. Like yeah. a lot of the stars stick out. Like right. basketball now is almost year round. Like you hear about the guys playing in the summertime. Mm-hmm. You know, October is when they start, and like you hear about everything throughout the year. Right. Kind of like what we want baseball to be like. But basketball, right. yeah. I think over the last five years has really grown. And it really like appealed to like the millennial and like people mm-hmm. that really love looking at sports. I think basketball is that go-to sport, so that's one of the reasons why okay. I like basketball. Yeah. Nice. Was it was it last year? There was that LA sports equinox where it was you had the Dodgers in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You had the I think you had the Rams playing mm-hmm. on Sunday. You had I think USC or UCLA playing on that Saturday, and then MLS Galaxy too. Is that was that it was? Yeah. yeah. It was just a, right. I, I would yeah. I would hate to be down there at that time. It's already, that traffic down there is rough, anyways. But to have that kind of madness would be just insane. Well, the Bay Area they had that a couple of years ago too. I That's right. The Raiders had a game. A's was in the playoffs. The Warriors had a like a preseason game. That's so right. The Bay kind of they kind of rivals a little bit with LA as yeah. far as the sports town. Yep. It can kind of get wild pretty quickly with the traffic. Oh if, yeah. If definitely. things line up, which is a good thing. Everybody, no one there cares. It's like <laughs> if our sports teams are doing well, we can deal with the traffic. It's Absolutely. fine. <laughs> um, so that's it. Those are the warm-up questions. One no, more. We do have oh, bonus that's right. we question. Do have one more. Nice. If this you, is a tough one. We deserve the bonus question. Yes. That's right. You guys made the cut. This <laughs> yeah. Well, this question stumps everyone, and I've been asking it every uh, time I ask warm-up question. If you could pick a song that articulates the story of your life, what would that song be? Mm. A song that's already oh, out there. Probably mine that? would be Earth, Wind, and Fire's Devotion. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a song that you know it gets me through a lot of good times and bad times. It's uh, you know about youthful empowerism and how the older generation actually helps the youth. And uh, if you just battle through, you can come out on top. It's a very positive. Uh, song that is, that hits me deep in many many different ways, and it actually gets me up and motivated sometimes. Because I I deal with a lot of kids in my Sunday free clinic. I know that most of the kids are out there because they can't afford it. So right. it's you know it's situations like that when I see 
young guys that are just out there having fun and just, you know, I, I don't get to ever do this. You know, it's yeah. real passionate to me, and that's partially what that song's all about. That's wow. awesome. Wow, yeah. Todd for the win. No one's ever had a, such a <laughs> Not so quick. elaborate answer, <laughs> answer for that. Nice You're always well stumped. That was good. Oh, thank you. Good. So no pressure. I don't nope. know if I say I got to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess mine's is Friday was a good day because that's just a – that's a classic song. You there know? you go. You put there that you on. Go. You can put that on in the club. You could just elevator music. You know, right. <laughs> elevator music. Just yeah. like a good, you know, classic '90s song. Nice. So yeah, I like that song. I like it. Go. They both answered it. That wow. was good. Well done, guys. That was good. Nice. That gets that gets everybody every it time. Does. Well, there's so there, many great yeah. songs. That's the, the problem. You know, yeah. you know, there's you know, I even know people there they, when they're in the car. There's a certain type of music they listen to, and then when they're just out about, you know, at a club or whatever, there's a type of scene they want to be at. Uh, but but then when they're at the gym, it could be you know it's a totally different type of you know <laughs> different types of music definitely do motivate you in certain situations. So I can definitely say, oh, what song I like it? This song when yeah, I do yeah. this and I like right. this song. Yeah. I can't just pick one. Yeah. No no no. It's it's yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. It depends. Good on the question though. Area yeah. of life right or the yeah. the rhythm of life. It kind of right. matches whatever. In you're different doing. seasons of your life too. Yeah, for sure. I pick a new song on the daily of what I what I feel like articulates the story of my life. So I could tell you three how, how many days are in the year? Three hundred and sixty five songs. <laughs> That's what I'd be like. Which one do you want? So good. Yeah. That was good. You guys survived the warm up questions. Well <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> so so now we get to the real stuff. The uh, so we ask everybody this when they come on the show. What's your athletic and or coaching background? So how did you guys kind of start off when you were young, and then how did you get to where you're at now? Uh, well, uh, for me. Uh, baseball was my main sport forever since I was a little kid. My mom was my coach, where you know she was my little league coach. You know, all the way up just before high school, she was the the athlete of the family. She was the softball player at McClatchy High School. You know, back in the the fifties, mm-hmm. and uh, she you know, was the volleyball player, and uh, so she was the one that was always making sure that sports was in our life. And I just fell in love baseball. You know, my mom used to say, just, you know, you just made it look so easy. Well, I don't, it wasn't easy. It was just fun. You know, I love pitching the ball. I love hitting the ball. I love running around the bases. Um, And uh, so it was a definite passion of mine. But I was, I was a very large kid. So I was called, you know, fatso a lot. And I was called lots Mm -hmm. of different names. And so when I got to high school, it was like, I want to play high school baseball, but all the guys that tease me during Little League are on the high school team. So I actually didn't play high school baseball. I played on the Sacramento Dragons, which oh. was uh, one of like the first travel ball competitive recreational teams mm-hmm. back in the set, you know, the late 70s, early 80s. And uh, they were affiliated of guys that used to r- run the Sacramento Smokies. So mm-hmm. they started a league way back then, and they created just a real competition ball. And it was mainly ran in winter league, and winter league was a very aggressive style of baseball. Mm-hmm. And so you would travel uh, around during the winter time, and uh, so that's where my uh, start got. And then when I went on to college, did a walk on with John Smith, saying, "Hey, you know, I'm a pitcher. I know you never seen me because I didn't play high school ball, but give me a shot." You know, he saw me throw a couple times, thought it was great. He said, "We got a summer program. You know, why don't you get involved? Let's see what goes on during the summer." I was pitching and I tore my rotator cuff, oh. and that was the last of my so-called competitive baseball. I did play MSBL, NABA, and stuff like that, sure. but my dreams of actually playing collegiate baseball was there. I had an opportunity. He wanted to see what I can do, and it just fell mm. short real quick. Yeah. Uh, went through an emotional right. roller coaster, but the passion, I felt that's when I fell in love with the passion of coaching. Mm. and uh, talking with guys like Leon Lee and Dusty Baker and stuff. You know, Leon Lee, the one, he's like my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, Todd, there were guys that were meant to play. There were guys, you know, meant to manage, and there were guys meant to coach. But there's not very many guys that were meant to teach, mm. and you were meant to teach. And he goes, you need to stick with those young guys. Forget about coaching those college guys. Forget about coaching in the majors. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you can do it. But guys like you, you need to be with the younger guys. And I took wow. that seriously, and I've been focusing on the, the, the later, you know, the 11, 12-year-old little leaguers, but mostly high school and college guys. Mm. And that's about the gist of my baseball career and athleticism. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's yeah. really crazy. I didn't realize all of that. I assume that – I think we assume that when people come in here, their story is played little league, played AAU, then played high school, mm-hmm. and then – you know, play college or pro or whatever. So that's really interesting that you never played high school. 
Nope. You just went, you went competitive, wow. and then, and that was before, I mean, really well, before when the, competitive when the coaches, When some of the coaches and the players were your nightmare growing up. Right. You, this is, you know, I can't go through that anymore. I'm not going to go play the game I love and still hear you're too slow. Right, you know, right. You know, even though I led in home runs, I led right. in strikeouts, I had the most, you know, I was throwing, you know, 78 to 80 miles per hour as a freshman. Uh, it's just the name calling really got to me. Mm. So it's like, I'm just, you know, hey, I'm not going to let that ruin my day. I'll just go play somewhere else. Yeah, right. just go a different direction. You know, so that was probably the wrong route to do, but I got to have fun. I learned a lot more. Um, yeah. I was competitive and I had no worries. You know, and there, I right. had no bum days at the end of the game. Right. Yeah, which is the main thing. Like Tony yeah. Asari was talking about, you know, you're trying to keep that passion for the exactly. game alive. And so. You know, kind of like by whatever means necessary for sure. Do you feel like, like with what you went through, um, you know, just with either you know name calling or being picked on or whatever, that's led to like your patience for teaching. I think younger so. Younger kids. Yeah, yeah. and it's really interesting because in some groups, some of those guys are yeah. now coaching academies and they're doing other things in the area. And when you run across them, they're like, "Hey, Soli, what's going on?" It's yeah. like they never, they never knew, or they don't, they never, they didn't know what they actually did to me because we were just kids playing. That's what you did back then. Sure. You know, I never told anybody. I just like, okay, I'm done. They just thought, well, how come you quit? I didn't mm. quit. You guys just didn't see me. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's good that um, I'm glad that that didn't, you know, going through all that in the beginning. I'm, I'm, I bet you're, like, looking back, I bet you're glad you did move because if you would have stayed with that group and that could have, like, killed your spirit. I think and so. Yeah, so yeah. I think that that's I, I, I th Actually, I think it, it would have because yeah. it was just all I want to do is play baseball. This yeah. Is, this is my passion, and I can't go work my butt off in practice and, right. you know, be, yeah. be told certain things and yeah. just, like, be all let down. I just want to smile and have fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's great. That's yeah. a great attitude. Yeah. yeah. Dante, how about you? And for me, like, um, so growing up, I love baseball ever since I was five years old. That's when I first started playing. I used to play in my grandma's backyard. Yeah. Me and, like, our neighbors, like, we used to play all day in the summertime. Grew up, you know, I played, like, travel ball. Like, I played in Oakland Bay Roof, which was, like, a competitive league. And uh, I grew up just playing the sport every day. And when I got to high school, you know, I told myself, I just want to play college ball. That's all I want to do. So I used to go before school, you know, like wake up 6 in the morning, go up to the park, hit some balls on the tee, go to the school. And then at lunchtime, I went to Berkeley High School in the Bay Area. Okay. I used to walk up on my lunch break to go to Cal Berkeley, watch them practice, come back, you know, for the next part of class. I used wow. to do that like every day. Wow. And I would just sell tunnel vision on just going to college, playing somewhere. And uh, high school was like, it was little, that's kind of where it kind of hit a bump for me. Because uh, my dad actually, he kind of cussed out the coach. Because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I got an older brother. And like, he, they was in playing my older brother. And then he kind of cussed out the coach. And he was like, make sure that don't happen to my kids. And then, because me and my brother, you know, was under him. And it was like, no, nah, it's not, it's just going to be him. And then, of course, it happened to us. So we was kind of, we was benched like our, my junior and my senior year. So that kind of crushed me a little bit. But, you know, I still played the sport, and I still had a scholarship offer to Texas Southern. Wow. But then I went out there, you know, everything was good with the coach. You know, I was excited. I was like, yeah, I'm finally going to play college ball. And then Hurricane Katrina happened in 2005. So I graduated in 2006, and yeah. Hurricane, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina happened in 2005. So a lot of kids from New Orleans moved to Houston, so that mm. impacted the scholarship. So oh. I had a partial wow. scholarship, but, you know, only having a partial scholarship and paying out-of-state fee, Oh. Like, that wasn't going to happen. Right. So one of the last schools I applied for was Sac State. It was like Sac State, San Jose State. And I was like, ah, let me just go to Sacramento, I guess. Yeah. I just kind of picked it. And then I went up to Sacramento. It's real hot up here. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the same John Smith that, you know, he played for, yeah. uh, they had an open tryout. And it's one of those tryouts where it's not really a tryout, but they just call it a tryout where they, like, looking for certain guys. So mm -hmm. I went out there, worked out, didn't hear nothing back, you know. So I was like, ah. Is this it for my baseball career? And uh, during that year, that freshman year when I was at Sac State, I took a business class, like as just a general class, and I said, what do I want to do with my life? Do I just want to become a player because I was so steady, like my mind was on being a player. And then I said, what if I want to you know, become a general manager? What if I want to do something in business? And that's what the idea came from was how can we do a business and still play baseball at the same time? Mm -hmm. And that idea came from why don't we start a league? And so that kind of got in our head of when we create a league, it's a lot of players here on campus that want to play baseball, that just got out of high school and haven't played in a while. 
and they still want to get back on that field. So that inspiration uh, got us to start the Women's Baseball League. And that's how mm-hmm. we met. And that's actually oh, how we okay. met. Yeah, no, I remember um, even back in high school seeing the, I think I told you this a while ago, but yeah, seeing yeah. the red hats or the hat with the red M. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was the coolest <laughs> thing. And I actually looked into it a while ago. Um, and I saw some of the guys that were playing. I'm like, yeah, maybe not yet. And then I just never came back around to it. Cause I'm like, I don't know. It's pretty intimidating for me at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I love about what you guys both said. You know, the thing about how we're pretty passionate here about, because a lot of times you have athletes, and I'm sure you guys have both come across athletes who are so passionate about their sport that it kind of takes over their entire life. Oh, and yeah. then it becomes their main focus, which is awesome to a certain extent. But then if they have nothing, if they get to the college level, or if they don't make it to college, it's like, well, what else do I do? Right. But even before you got to that point, you you know, before your college career was over, you got to this point where you said, hey, well, maybe I can extend this passion for baseball into other areas, going yeah. the business route and being a GM and, and starting your own league and own business. That's really smart because I, I don't think just because your playing days are over mm-hmm. means that your passion for the, whatever sport you play has to be over. You can just pivot right. and go in a different direction Absolutely. and stay you know, yeah. connected to the game that you love. So I love that you, it's a perfect example because you guys yeah. are really success, successful at what you're doing. And similar yeah. to Ty, like, uh, it wasn't more of the teasing for me, but it was when I was at Sac State, I lived in the dorms and everybody had a basketball shirt on, they had a wrestling shirt on, they had a ping pong shirt on. I was like, what part? Of, what group I'm a part of? Yeah, so I'm like a regular dude. Like everybody kind of had their like clicks, and I was like, yeah. I just can't be a regular dude walking around campus. Like I got to be a part of something. Yeah. So like that kind of motivated me to kind of find my own thing and kind of like do something else. Cause I just wanted to like, cause you know, you a freshman, yeah. you know, you got girls right. on campus. Right. They go to the basketball players. They go to the fraternities. Yeah, you know, they go yeah, to yeah. the groups, and I'm like. I'm just a regular dude. Nobody gonna yeah. look at me. So like that kind of motivated me to kind of just define, you know, who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. Nice. Wow. Good. So so I have a question. Sorry, I know this happens all the time. We interrupt <laughs> each other. I don't let we look at each talk, other, and I'm like, like mm, so okay, I'm go, go ahead. <laughs> what I what I find really interesting about both of you guys' stories is there was a moment where there was potential for that passion for the game to be taken away from you, or something that kind of derailed, or could have derailed the passion. Is that, is that you feel like that's something that connected you guys when you guys finally like first met? Because it seems like that would be like a, kind I, of I a think common it, thread. I think it's because of our passion that is why we met. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they they got their they actually had their league together, and they couldn't find an umpire. They struggled to get a facility. They finally got a facility that was at McCullough, mm-hmm. and Jim contacted me and said, "Hey Todd, he goes, I know you're always up to helping people, but I got these young kids from Sac State. Yeah. You know, they got this league together. They only have two teams." Uh, they're you know they're willing to pay, but they need an umpire. They have they have nothing. Hmm. And I said, you know, I got nothing going on tonight. And I tell you what, I'll I'll come out there. All right, I'll be there. So I come out there, I introduce myself. I see these guys. I just stand back. I just okay, let me check these kids out. And I, in my head, I'm going, there's no way these two young guys organized all this. I mean, they got uniforms. They wow. got, I mean, every all the kids are um, just. Re- eager, ready to go, very cordial, very polite. You know, I'm just like, yeah. wait, these are college guys? You know, you think they're just going to be roughhouse in a beer league? You know, let's just play some ball. Hey, hey, let's go, let's oh, go. I've played in those, yeah. yeah. You know, it was nothing like that. And yeah. so then when I umpired, you know, I'm umpiring a game, and I have a particular style, and I know when some people think I'm wrong and when they think I'm right. And when I did right, they were just like, hey, that was hey, great job, Blue. Hey, look at me. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just like, hey, I like these kids. So after after the first game, I went over and I said, you know what, I'm pretty impressed with you guys. I go, I'm pretty big, you know, in the baseball community in Sacramento, and I can see you have passion. If you want help, let me know. They called me the very next week and said, mm-hmm. We're, we want to do this. Can we have a meeting? I'm thinking, oh, it's a meeting for a baseball game? No, they had a whole season planned out, a whole summer planned out, wow. a whole wow. following spring planned out, and wow. I said, these are my guys. <laughs> yeah. Their tenacity and their drive reminded me of me. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh my God. And there's, you know, 20 some odd years difference in age. But it, uh, I could, I, I needed to make sure I was a part of this program. And it's, we've just grown ever since. I mean, it's just kismet. It was meant to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're like my kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Starting to Morrissey, that was looking back, you know, I still got a lot of life to live. That was still some of the funnest times like I ever yeah. had. So I was in college, you know, like, looking back, like, I had a lot of time in college. Yeah. Like you go to class, you know, you got homework, but yeah. then you still got a lot of stuff to, like, to do, like, mm-hmm. anything you want to do. And just going up, I remember us uh, creating that first season. 
you know, we kind of had to trick people a little bit. You know, <laughs> we, we knew, so we went, we took that summer off, like, we stood in front of Safeway just to raise some money to go uh, get the uniforms. Wow. One of our old coaches, you know, gave us two catching, like, two catching gears. So we knew we need catching gear, right. a bucket of balls, and some uniforms, and we right. get a season going. So we got everything that was all set up, like, got the uniforms, we got the equipment, you know, we actually got the field, which was right across the street from Sac State, and we looked at the time, it was like, nobody's playing in the fall, October, it's still nice in Sacramento, it's still good weather, we could get a nice little six-week league going, ten games going, this is perfect time, and it's great advertisement, because we'll play at nighttime, and people drive on the freeway, they say, who's playing there on mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday in October? So we knew it was a great locale, a great situation, but then, only thing we didn't have was the players. So it was like, and we got back to school. We we set up like a little table at Sac State, like when you know the first couple of weeks when yeah. people are there, and we said, how can we get people to actually sign up, pay two hundred dollars, and play in this league? Wow. So we said, you know, we gotta save. We already got teams. We just need two players, and every we got thirty players within the span of two weeks, wow. and we told Whoa. every player that you the last spot. <laughs> it's going to somebody Trick else. them. Yeah, and that, I don't know how that worked, but that worked. That's well, funny. We just That's told awesome. people it's already set up. We got to see the uniforms. You see the equipment. You yeah. see the field across the street. That's where you're playing at. Yeah. And somebody else want to play. We just, what you want to do? So that's, that's kind of awesome. how we got every 30 player for that first season to sign up. Wow. And then it was like, all right, now we own this something. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So we know how you guys met. So like, how how did the Sack Dugout Show come about from there? So the Sack so. Dugout Show came about because during our first couple of years during the Morris League, yeah. I always wanted some students at Sac State to come film us. Like I knew oh. just putting things in YouTube was still early at that time, mm-hmm. but I knew putting things in form of video is very important. It's very visual. Like a lot of people look at it visually, and we wanted like students some type of way to just come and do it for us. Like we had an idea of having our own reality show, having our own segment, like just kind of documenting what we're doing. And for some reason, like, you know, like, none of the students really wanted to come about and do it. So, like, well, one year, like, I took this film class, like, my last year at Sac State, and I was like, you know what, I could do this. And then I learned some more. I learned about Access Sacramento, that mm-hmm. they actually have a course out there where you take a course, you can learn. You can actually bring out the equipment, and they give it to you for free. Like, you just got to pay a membership, and you can get some good equipment for free. And if you take another course, you can rent out their studio. And I was, I connected one and one together. I was uh-huh. like, yeah. You know, this high-quality equipment, you know, we can use the content, we can push it out, and we can just advertise what we do to kind of spread the word. So I feel like, you know, that was a great idea. And then Todd always got a great voice. And I was like, you know, he always should have been an announcer, I thought. Like, he got a voice to be, like, a professional announcer. I can and see that. Yeah. And then, like, we, we started out just, like, in our in our apartment living room at first doing a podcast, and then we put it on. We had, like, a little flip camera. Yeah. And then we started there, and then we graduated to the studio. So that's wow. kind of like how the show evolved. Okay. It's just wow. like uh, us just kind of doing highlights of our own games, kind of document it. And then it was like, would it be cool if we interviewed some high school coaches, some local people? Wow. And that's kind of like how the show kind of evolved. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. So you guys were doing, you guys did podcasts. I mean, like the, er- like the early like side. Like that's like when they first started. Yeah. We, we would talk about what yeah. happened that week in Morris League, what the championship game was going about. We would talk about, you know, upcoming baseball, all the, you know, the hot topics. Predictions. And predictions, you know, just things like that. And then it involved them going, you know, we're, we're talking about a lot of great stuff, but we should do more. I, I know every high school baseball coach, we mm-hmm. should make it a high school you know type of show and then i'm like well i also know a lot of major leaguers too let's just you know and the next thing you know people are saying hey you know whenever you do a show give me a call give me mm-hmm. a call and it's just like you mean i don't have to force you on my show you want to <laughs> my show you know i, I was just yeah. i just don't want to bug anybody you know to call lee i call leon a lot because uh, he never he never says no but yeah he, he always comes through and he like i say he's he's my dad and uh so he co- he would come on the, the show quite a bit and then I'm going, he's actually having fun. Okay, oh, yeah. maybe I can call Jerry. Yeah. Okay, hi, Jerry, this is Tommy. Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm <laughs> nervous as heck. Yeah. I can be, you know, with Greg Vaughn. Greg was, you know, one of our first big guests, you know. Yeah. Even Matt Wahlbeck, you know. So mm-hmm. all the guys, and then with, with the uh, LaSalle Hall of Fame, the Sacramento mm-hmm. Baseball Hall of Fame done with the LaSalle group at Christian Brothers. Right. You know, that's going on October 19th this year. So we filmed, you know, I, I went there once because all my, my good friends were going into the induction. And I said, 
I go, this needs to be on film. You know, Dominic yeah. and Dante and I were there. I go, we got to do this. So, you know, we talked to Kirk. We talked to all the guys over there like, that'd be great. Let's do it. Yeah. So, last, you know, last year we had it, uh, we filmed it for Access Sacramento. Oh. Um, this year there will be a couple of guys there just, you know, doing some of their own camera work, and it's not going to be anything elaborate, interviews sure. and stuff. Um, but it's just something now that we do. So now we're involved with the LaSalle group doing that. And it's uh, since our show has taken off, it's gone in, you know, lots of different directions. And, you Definitely. know, where it's really, you know, it's more I look at it as a big community uh, oh, very much space. so. It's like my little garage, you know, for yeah. baseball people. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's I was going to say it has created a sense of community because in a couple of weeks, a few weeks, we have the guy, a couple of guys from Hyper Thrive Athletics coming on oh, nice. here. Yeah. And what we found out about them, because I think a couple of weeks after we were on, they were on, yeah. and we listened to it, it's like, oh, these guys are pretty pretty cool, pretty passionate about what they're doing. Absolutely. So it really does help spread the word about what coaches yeah. or what groups are doing mm -hmm. in the community. So that's an awesome aspect of your guys' show. And it's cool to hear where it started and to what it is now, for sure. Because yeah. it's crazy how those things right. can grow just so quickly. And we yeah. knew baseball is a super, super niche, like mm -hmm. especially Sacramento baseball. Mm -hmm. It's super niche in the community. It's so small that you know, you get one person on, somebody will find out, and another person. So just having an outlet to talk Sacramento baseball and hearing the stories from like a lot of guests that we have on there is always interesting because. You know, Todd have his stories, but then Leon, he'll tell you about a thousand stories. Oh. And, like, you'll sit back and you'll just, like, yeah. when he, Todd do a great job on interviewing. Like, me, I'm, like, a guest on the show. Like, I'm a viewer. Mm -hmm. Like, when they talk, I'm just sitting back listening because, you know, some of the stories. I do that like a lot, too. Good. Josh is pointing to me. I do I that, too. Her, yeah, she's done that a couple of times. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, especially, and I'm sure, you can, I'm sure you can agree with this, yeah. especially when you first start, right? Yeah. We were doing the podcast and we are interviewing someone, and then I look over because I thought Deb was going to jump in, and she's just looking at the guest. Yeah. I'm like hey. waiting. I'm like, and go on. Yeah, yeah but it happens. It's easy to do, especially when you have great guests on. You kind of get lost, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not the listener. Oh, I have yeah. to actually ask the next right. question. Yeah. I don't know if you guys yeah. do this, but we started this maybe like a couple years ago. Like we'll tell the guests, like uh, just feel comfortable, but we'll start recording. Like we'll always let them know, but they're always mm. more comfortable when they don't think it's go time, mm. and they kind of get more stuff out there. So we always keep the camera rolling. We always keep things rolling because that's the more natural. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah, I was like, true. "Hey, we're gonna start. Like we've been going for thirty minutes, you know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's smart. We don't yeah. we don't necessarily keep the keep the uh, recorder going, but we do have a conversation. One time yeah. we had a conversation with someone for like forty five minutes. Like, dang, you know, we, we need to yeah. <laughs> we need yeah. to record. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. Best, right? Yeah. You're right, especially because I'm sure you guys see this too. Sometimes people come in really nervous. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. especially for you guys because you're on film. Well, the the Grinding Brothers, the Hyperthrive, those guys came in a little bit nervous. Oh, really? Um, That's but funny. They're, they're they're the you know as soon as we started talking, phew, they're talking about their passion. Yeah. I mean, right. they forgot the cameras yeah. were on. All, all of a sudden, I saw, you know, the three guys I met at their facility when I was trying yeah. to get them on yeah. the show. And yeah. that's really, I mean, when I see passionate people and I see people that have that drive, it just fuels my fire and I just get all pumped up. And, you know, it's people like that that help, that help the community out in more than one. They, they give so much. But yeah. not only that, but they, they focus on the younger groups. They they. They're so smart. They they show them the whys and the why nots. They don't just say this is what you need to do. This is how often you got to do it, and this is how hard you got to go. It's this is the reasons why, and if this is how you protect yourself, and this is how you recover. It's the most healthiest uh, way of fitness, mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, and to get to your goals the quickest. It is just you know remarkable on what those guys do. You'll have fun with wow. them on the show. I'm excited. We're yeah. excited. Yeah. No, we're definitely excited. Yeah. I need another mic too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah that's true. Have to share. <laughs> yeah, well, you and I can share, and then we'll yeah. get yeah, we held the record yeah. for a little while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be broken soon. Yeah, yeah. So, well, this is just a baseball question. We probably could have saved this till the end, but I can't help myself. So, who's right. gonna who's gonna win the World Series? Because right now, Game Three of the NLCS is going on, right as we speak. I think. Well, I'm a Car I've been a Cardinals fan ever since I got a letter saying that they were thinking about drafting me. That's that's the one part. I'd be so, a fan too. So I've been a. Uh, well, I was an A's fan when I was young because of my mom and my sure. grandfather. Okay. Uh, but in 1973, when the de designated hitter came into effect, uh, it, that was no longer real baseball, according to my mom and my grandfather. Oh. Oh, so okay. they became, you know, National League fans. Got it. Um, and so I really didn't have a fan. I did not know American League, National League, but I did understand that if it, uh, if it was a team that they didn't pre prefer, it was probably the American League. 
and as I got older, I totally agree with it. My coaching philosophy is small balls. I'm definitely a National yeah. League type of guy. Sure. You know, traditional baseball, and to me, real baseball is the National League style. But in the past three to four years, the American League style is coming into the mm -hmm. National League with the right. power hitters, and uh, they're already talking about bringing the DH in, and that would just, you know, mm. kill me. That would, that would be tough. <laughs> So, but, so, so I would like to say the St. Louis Cardinals, and I, I, but I will say in the finale, I, I uh, was picking the Cardinals and the Astros to go. I mean, that's just where I was starting back on, on my show. If that still happens, we will see. You yeah. know, a lot of my kids I coach, they're Yankees fans, so if they're listening to this, sure. they're probably very upset with me. Yeah, that's okay. Well, we'll we'll hold off on this part. We'll, we'll hold off and post it until uh, everything's good, and then you can give them a little heads up, like, "Hey guys, you're gonna hear something that you're not gonna like, but keep coming out on those Sunday or Sunday afternoons." <laughs> How about you? I think. See, I think Washington got a great pitching style. They so, do. I mean, St. Louis is one of those strong teams that always go to the playoffs, always perform in the playoffs. Right. But I think with their new coach and like just they got a good rhythm going, but I think Washington is too hot right now, and I think they're gonna take yeah. it over. And then on the American side, Houston is one of those now, to me, they're one of those annoying teams that always go there. <laughs> to me, sure. it don't seem that way. Because sure. I remember five or seven years ago, they was real bad. And now they right. kind of turn up. But uh, I think it'll be uh, Washington, New York, and New York will win it all this year. Oh. Okay. okay. All right. Dominic cool. will be happy. All right. Yeah, my brother, he's a Yankees fan. Oh, is that right? Oh, he's <laughs> probably, yeah, he's probably thrilled then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I just had to ask. Okay. Okay, Josh. Oh well, let's see. I, I originally I said it was going to be Houston, LA. That didn't work out. My brother's LA a huge, uh, huge Dodgers fan. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if he listens to this, but uh -oh. he's not going to be pleased about this. Yeah, he was not happy. <laughs> he hasn't been happy for the last uh, what three or four years because it, it's been hard. It's Kershaw, been tough three man. years. They, I guess. they end up putting the blame on only two people: the right. coach and number twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been Kershaw. brutal. So that was my original thought, but now I, I do think it's going to be Houston. I, especially last night's game was was crazy. Game. Um, I think that flipped it in their favor. I do sure. think I do think so. I think it was going to be know, tough if they did, if they lost two at home to to start it off. But with them winning in the fashion that they did, I don't know. Houston's just they're just so good. Yeah. <laughs> they're just so good. So that's that's my. I think it's probably Houston, and I'm thinking probably Houston Washington is going to be the the World Series. Yeah. yeah. And don't ask me. I'll go oh, no, with no, all of said. your guys' answers. <laughs> I agree with you, you, and you. Oh, there you go. That's a shake answer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyway, sorry, I, had, I hijacked that. You did. Yeah, go ahead. Next you. question. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so for both of you guys, is there someone, um, obviously you are who you are today for a reason. Is there anyone in your life that has had an impact on you? We ask this to every guest. It's, I think it's a, an important question Absolutely. because there is, you know, there's coaches out there, there's teachers, parents, who friends, whoever. And um, you know they don't realize what type of impact they have on someone's life, um, in terms of like you know how they um, you know like you're you're always watching someone right they're always watching you so is there someone that you guys either grew up with or even recently that has had a huge impact on your life that um, has kind of led you towards the path that you're on coach teacher coach teacher really yeah anything. anybody someone it, someone that is like significant um, that has had a positive impact you know tell us to question toward that yeah no absolutely yeah, because good. just listening to you guys speak yeah. i mean you guys are definitely those people to right. the younger athletes that and even the, the coaches younger coaches that are in touch with you guys yeah and so we always like to find out like how did you guys get to that place and we know there's always someone behind mm -hmm. the other person yeah it's you know, it'd be two people for me um the first one would be my mother um mm -hmm. because she saw you know there was three kids in the family my younger brother He's 6'8", you know, 300-plus pound. He was the football star, played football at UC Davis. You know, my older brother, uh, phenomenal soccer goalie. Uh, my mom created the Sacramento Gold uh, way back in the late 70s, early 80s, which is now SAC United. So, so she started that program many, many, many years ago. And then when the Sacramento Gold had a semi-pro soccer team come to Sacramento in the early 80s, uh, they played at Hughes Stadium. My mom was an actual coach. Uh, Bauer, Breckenbauer was the head coach, you know, and he's in the Hall of Soccer, European mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. Um, so she was always saying, hey, you, you know, sports is there for you. You know, it's a, you know, it gets you to not think about the things. So she always put that in my mind, and it was always, it always drove me to, you know, have fun and enjoy what I'm doing on the field. Mm -hmm. um, but once my 
playing career took that turn, it, you know, definitely it's Leon Lee. I, I was done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Leon really said, he was, you don't understand. I see what you do to those kids. Mm-hmm. The smile, the, and I hear how you talk. He right. goes, nobody teaches the game like you do, Todd. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you're just saying that to butter me up. And, you know, yeah. after years of hearing Leon and going to the Major League Baseball clinics, I do a lot with Quinn, Quinn Gregory, you know, f- at Jesuit. So a lot of the Major League Baseball clinics, Greg Bond, Leon Lees, the Dusty Bakers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Bill Davis, whenever they're putting on their Major League clinics, they call me to help out. And, wow. you know, they it's like they all say it's just the way you teach the way you talk that's why you're here you don't have to be a major leaguer we can tell how you teach you know and then ever since then it's like okay then i want to teach yeah. i found that baseball passion again and then from 2005 on i've been hitting it real hard and my passion is to give that that love back to my community be wow. just like them yeah, yeah. Awesome. that's awesome that's cool well for me um so like growing up especially like in high school and college I really studied a lot about the Negro Leagues, Negro League Baseball, mm. and just about the history and, like, you know, how it was back in the day when they played. And, um, like, during our Morris League days, you know, we used to do an honorary game every February mm-hmm. where we used to dress up in old Negro League gear and have a game and you know, have people come out and speak. That's and, uh, cool. One of the players that we discovered that actually played in the Negro Leagues back in the day, his name was Elmer Carter, and uh, he was 100 years old when he passed away. But uh, he actually played for Satchel Paige, Josh Gibson, wow. like some of the, like, the big names of the Negro League. And That's he was like, living right here in Sacramento. Wow. And we used to go over to his house like maybe once a week, and he would just tell us stories about getting on the bus. Oh, yeah, he used to cook, too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, what's better than that? Food oh, and saying. baseball. <laughs> what would, what would right. he cook? What would you guys? He would cook like fish <laughs> and stuff. And oh the, the funny thing was, like, he was blind, too. But he'll still cook. He'll still know his what? way around. Yeah. I he, can't even cook, and I he, can see. <laughs> like, That's he was crazy. probably one of the, You know, y'all see that beer commercial, the, like, the most interesting man in the world? Yeah. Yeah, that was probably behind him, because yes, he, exactly. he lived a life. And, like, he, uh, he was he's a just a bus driver. He was a banker. Bus driver. Started his own bank. That's it. Almost sounds like war, um, wow. like he he did it all. Almost like James Earl Jones in the Sandlot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like being yeah. blind Honestly. and baseball yeah. stories. Honestly. That's what, like my first thought. That's crazy. Yeah. So he used to just tell us all type of stories, and you know, whenever like we're stressed out, be like, oh, we got to get people out here, or it might rain on this day, or you know, we got to rent out this field, like just little stuff that you know we just we dealt with at the moment. He'll always put something in perspective, like. Mm. You know, I played in a game where, like, I couldn't get on the field or I couldn't go in the hotel because of the color of my skin. Like, he'll put it in that perspective, and I'm like, wow, I'm worried about the field. I'm worried about this. And it kind of just, like, humbled me. So, Absolutely. like, during those times, it really, uh, you know, I really appreciated those conversations that we used to have. And I wish, you know, like, looking back at it, I wish we just put a camera on that and just yeah. save that because oh, he had some good stuff. Wow. Like, we got the history right in front of wow. our face. But yeah, I wish I could have put like a little documentary on it, just yeah. start recording everything, because wow. he has some good stuff to share. And yeah, that's for yeah. sure. And what yeah. what year years were that ish? That was like around 2008, 2009. And that yeah. was even like you couldn't even like I yeah, think the iPhone really just came out. Like yeah. it was yeah. yeah, it was something like you couldn't even pull your phone out and save it. And yeah, but the yeah. stories like yeah. somebody like I could probably even write a book about it. Just Absolutely. the stories that he had baseball related life stories and it was just like all put in perspective and and by us doing that doing our honorary negro league game and mm-hmm. and you know letting people like don porter he's another one that lives here in sacramento that played in the negro leagues got us in contact with bob kendrick at the negro league baseball hall of fame in kansas city and roy doswell you know mm-hmm. dominic and i flew out there we interviewed those guys uh we're trying to get we're working on right now getting them they have a traveling uh bus uh, that is where they display certain sections of their museum so we're mm-hmm. once we get our Morris League back up we plan on doing the Negro League thing again in February so Bob mm-hmm. Kendrick and the Negro League Hall of Fame they'll be coming out and uh, wow. putting their event on as well so it's you know it's very very important to us and us doing that you know I was talking to you earlier mm-hmm. that's when the Rivercat Stadium got a hold of us and mm-hmm. they started using mm-hmm. us to do the Jackie Robinson Day we did the Jackie Robinson oh, Day got like it four years in a row just because of the people we know yeah. and we'd bring in and it you know we did it because these gentlemen deserve the attention and the notoriety yeah right you know, uh and it, it i wish they would do it more you know you look at some of the jackie robinson days and it's not really 
what Jackie Robinson Day is about. Right? Yeah. That, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, they're now, it's just the name and the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, there's still lots of guys out there that should be recognized and noticed, and I think it should start happening more. Wow. Yeah. wow. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, when the, so when do you guys, are you guys have a kind of a goal date for the Morris League to get back up and running? Yeah, well, so we're looking well, first, like, you know, I got the wedding coming up. So, like, that's kind of. Oh, that's of right. Like, congrats. Uh, yeah. thank congrats thank on that. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of like, I kind of, you know, putting this guy on hold for like a while just because <laughs> I've been, like, you know, like, she would kill me if I don't do something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now we're looking at 2020, um, you know, summertime is something where we're looking to really get reestablished. So that's like our target goal for now. But, uh, you know, with Todd, he's always, always in the baseball. Like, he got a lot of projects that's going on now. So it's split. It's like never far from the baseball community. So mm-hmm. for us to start back, I don't think it would be too hard. Um, it's a different landscape than you know how we did it back in 2007, 2008. But I also see it's a lot of opportunity now. Like a lot of fields closed down. Uh, it's a lot of less rec baseball in Sacramento right now. It's mm-hmm. only really one predominant league, and they only run during the summertime right now. So it's a great opportunity for more people to come out and play, more people to come out and be involved in the community. So it's a great time to restart a rec league nice. yeah well especially w- what's so i think so appealing about what you guys are doing is not just the baseball for anybody who wants to play baseball but it's the the negro league you know events that you guys are doing as well and the recognition that you guys are bringing to it's the, yeah, the, the history like, that it we makes want. it yeah, yeah. It, you know what i mean there's more to it exactly. it's not you're just right. not playing the game you're, there's a reason why you're playing the game oh, and yeah. you're Correct. paying yeah. homage to right. everybody who else who kind of paved the way so that's very cool i like i like yeah that up. yeah that's awesome um, another okay, so another question that we ask all of our guests, and of course this is the Character Combine podcast, so we yeah. always ask about character. So, nice. what does character mean to you guys? To me, character is everything, because character is really about you know, no matter how much money, no matter how much status you have, it's right. all about the respect and the character of somebody else, mm-hmm. and having your word. I think is being part of your character. So if you can honor your word, then that means a lot. That means more than what you can do for me or what I can do for you. So just, you know, stand true to your word is how I judge your character, and that's very important. Yeah, yeah very that's cool. That's, a, that's yeah. the same way, you know, the respect and just, you know, character is something that you create over time. You know, you always have that first impression, and everybody's trying to awe people with that first impression, and eventually mm-hmm. when you find that character, you actually can peel the layers away and see what's inside. So it's to me, the, the character is the most in, important thing uh, based on how we work and deal with each other, how we greet each other, how, you know, if I see you, you know, down the street or in the grocery store, do we, do you make an attempt to say hi? I mean, mm-hmm. do you go out of your way to, you know, just give, no matter what it is, just a happy, just a wave, you know, that, that just, you know, brings a smile to me when I see somebody I haven't seen in a while or if I know somebody and I'm like, hey, I know that person. And I'm trying to get their attention, and they're yeah. walking around. Oh, it's kind of bummed. It's like, hey, but when you make contacts, like, hey, you know, it just right. kind of lifts you up a little bit, you know. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's really the small things that develop that character that are important to me, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's we, al- good. we always talk about just you know how winning goes beyond the scoreboard, and um, you know we just like to give a few you know tips like my of like my yeah. Kennedy High School guys. Yeah. I I go out when I, I do a lot of private lessons, and I coach my Kennedy guys, and I know fall ball is going on, so I made it a point to go to Dooley Field for Lamb Park. I made it a point to go to Conlin. I made it a point to go out to Airport because I knew that's where the game was, mm-hmm. and every park I went to, I got goosebumps. I'm like, my high school guy is umpiring behind the dish. All the little guys are smiling and having fun. Yeah. What I'm teaching to the little guys, I'm watching them give to the, the smaller guys. And then I go to the next field. There it is again. Some of the McClatchy guys I coach are umpiring, yeah. you know, the Lamb Park guy. And it's just so it's like nice to see the this young community effort that is actually taking place. It's so cool to see. Well, yeah. it probably means a ton to them when they see you show up to the games because yeah. you're – everything you teach on the mound is awesome the mechanics of pitching you know how to throw certain pitches how to you know drive off your bat, all that stuff is awesome but you showing up well you don't have to right you could hey hey i have you for an hour out here at the baseball field and then after that like we're done i'll see you next sunday that's it right and that's i think the most impactful anytime anybody comes on here and talks about a coach Mm -hmm. or a teacher that really had an impact on their life it's always those little things that the coach showed up to extra things that they didn't have to show up. I make sure I, I show huge. up and they don't see me. 
I'll yeah. stand out in center field. I don't go in the crowd. I don't go around the dugout. I, I, I don't dress in the clothes that they normally see me in. It's just, you know, I'm always dressed in black and white, so I'll wear blues, reds, yellows, bright colors. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's like, that can't be a tie. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, yeah. all of a sudden, they see me leaning up on the dugout and just yeah. <gasps> the, yeah. the expression oh, on their yeah. face and coach and the yeah, little yeah. scream. And yeah. then, oh, you hey, did you see? I've, I've been here the whole time, and I actually take notes and I go, hey, when you did this and this, that was so impressive when you did that. And I know that ball got past you, but the cool thing is you held them to the, so you know, I, I tell them all the good things and the bad things and it's just something I got. Look, if you're gonna come out and believe in me, I wanna let you know when I come out, I believe in you. And so I do that to all my kids and you know, my wife is like, where are you going? I gotta go check out, you know, Paul Ball Airport. When are you coming back? Well, I don't know. I'm gonna head over. To <laughs> yeah. So I do that every weekend. Yeah. Does she like? Wow. This is actually a question for both you guys. Do your your fiance, your wife, do they like baseball as much as you guys? My wife loves hockey. Okay, so oh. that's that's okay, okay. though. That's, we go that's back good. to Michigan all the time during hockey season, so we can go watch a hockey game. Right. She watches baseball with me. She watches football with me. She watches the Pistons with me. As okay. long as it's Detroit. She's good. She's good. Okay, <laughs> but the passion is, is but hockey. It, I wouldn't be the coach I am today if it wasn't for my wife. Mm -hmm. oh. The best coaches, and the yep. best managers, mm -hmm. and the best community uh, people out there have the best spouses. Support, period. support system. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, because if it wasn't for them showing that I had the support, I would not be here for you guys. So they give they give up a lot for mm -hmm. me to do what I like to do for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. She kind of like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's like, yeah. how come we can't watch Netflix right now? You know, it's like oh. one of those things. So it's kind of like, especially when I was having a league, like it was like, you got to go out there, you got to drive to Santa Cruz. And then like over time, then she got it, you know, then yeah. she actually liked the sport. Now it's basketball. Uh, now she's like, why don't you go back to baseball? So it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a give and take. There you go. She liked Netflix over all sports. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get that for sure. <laughs> it could definitely be a girl thing. Yeah, or could a personality be. thing. Yeah, could be. You guys can compromise and watch a movie about baseball. Hey, there yeah. you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some good baseball movies out yeah. there. Actually. Well, you guys, uh, you guys did an episode about that. Yeah. Right. Yes. What, I can't can remember. What was your What's your favorite baseball movie? So I think I said mine was The Soundlock, and mm. you said yours. What was it? The Sixty One or something. Well, uh, 60, yeah, well, 61 was real good, but yeah. um, Kevin Costner, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Mm -hmm. It was the first, you know, it Got was the it. first time I ever cried during a movie. Oh, and I used to, I used yeah. to praise myself. It's like, man, y'all never cry. I don't know why you cry. Why are you crying? Is why that when his dad scared? came why back you? and played yeah. catch? Yeah, when oh, dad part? came okay. out and yeah, played yeah. catch because. Yeah. My mom, my mom and I played catch. My dad and I, he would be the manager because he had the truck. He loaded the equipment. He did the heavy lifting. Okay. He loaded the equipment. He pulled the equipment out, put it on the field, cut the grass, put the paint on, on the, the turf, and then yeah. he would just sit there and let my mom coach. Okay. You know? And then the game's over. He'd pick up all the equipment, load it up, <laughs> and he'd take it all home. Yeah. But he wouldn't play catch me because I threw too hard. Oh, that's pitchers though. Pitchers throw yeah. hard when you're like this yeah. close to each other. <laughs> yeah, I've hit my dad a couple times. But my mom would, my mom would take it. Yeah. You know? Wow. And, um, and and so to play catch with when I'm like, I'm like, man, I only did that a couple of times. That's so cool. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my god, don't let my wife see. <laughs> <laughs> well, knowing all that, yeah, that that scene would would mess me up yeah. too for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah no, I love baseball yeah. movies. Mine's a league of their own. Okay, uh, that's a good that's one. Good Obviously, that's a good one. Well, I, I coach an all-girls baseball team. Oh. Uh, and they just went back to Chicago, and it's the baseball for all. Oh. And uh, the U11 girls undefeated. They won the championship, so nice. now they're national champions. Last wow. year they came in second place. Wow. Uh, they're now competing against the boys and dominating. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. That's one awesome. Of, one of the girls I coach, Laney, she just pitched a complete game, one hit shutout with 14 strikeouts. Jeez. You know, <laughs> she's throwing against 12 year old boys. Wow. And it's not just a, it's not a, I don't want to say little league team, but. It's it's a compatible, wow. it's a travel ball right. team from, sure. from you know the Bay Area, wow. and it's just right. so nice to see these ladies lighting these boys up. I'm wow. having so much fun. And oh, I can't even imagine. That's awesome. Yeah, so it, that's it, really cool. It's it, next year is going to be even better because they're going to start doing bigger tournaments now that yeah. they know that they can compete. Yeah. Can we do this? Exciting. Can we? You can do anything you want. Yeah. You know, don't just play with Absolutely. the girls. Let's go after them boys. We already kicked <laughs> their butts once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the cool thing about that is that. Other young ladies will see that and mm -hmm. see what they're doing, and will inspire yeah. them to play and the game. The, and yeah, at the last tournament, yeah. the two ladies that um, 
the movie was made about, who did Peaches and all those, yeah, the yeah. ladies were there. So all the girls got their autographs, oh, they got their awesome. pictures taken with them and yeah. everything. It was real cool. It gives a whole new mani- meaning yeah. to the phrase, throw like a girl. There you right? go. Yes. <laughs> throw very, like very Laney. Good. Yeah. If you can throw like Laney, she's a girl, yeah. then you can throw darn good. That's, very, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Uh, one more question before we get to our final questions. Okay. But hoop maps. I feel like we just went this whole thing and we didn't even talk about hoop maps because we just started talking about baseball and all of that. So can you explain a little bit about what Hoop Maps is? Yeah, so Hoop Maps is an app where people could really find, pick up basketball games at. So like, you know, in the old days, you know, like a couple years ago, you would just drive around the court, see somebody hooping there, you drive to another court, it's empty, like that. Back when we were in high school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so the app really kind of take the unpredictability out of it, where you could just look on the phone, see the activity, and then go join the game. Mm. And that's something that uh, that's cool. that we started a couple okay. of years ago, and um, we've just been trying to grow it. We actually started it with the idea of uh, having a baseball app where we could find different pickup baseball games. But that's tough. You know, baseball, yeah. you need a field, you need equipment, yeah. you need people that could play. Wow. So we figured basketball would be like a little more easier. You know, you need two people, a ball, a court, and you could just go right at it. Wow. You guys were on Shark Tank, right? Yeah, it was on Shark Tank. Yeah, that was cool. Wow. You guys played You guys played two-on-two two right at the beginning of your pitch, right? Yeah, yeah. And who did you guys play against? Played against uh, Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez. And A-Rod, that's right. I couldn't remember the wow. second. Isn't Cuban Alex Lopez? Alex Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, must have been kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah, that was kind of cool because it yeah. was like regular dudes at that moment, you know? Yeah. Right. And it was playing. That's crazy. You know, I don't think uh, A-Rod, I don't think he wanted to get his shirt dirty, but, you know, Mark <laughs> Cuban. Yeah, probably not. You could t- yeah, you could tell. No, he yeah. definitely didn't want yeah. to. Yeah. But awesome. that was fun, though. Like, yeah, you know, it was a good experience on the show, but that part, we could at least isolate that part and say, hey, we played two-on-two against them dudes. You Mark know? Cuban, A-Rod. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, so that was pretty awesome. tight. That's very cool. So, um, the last question that we like to ask all of our guests is if you have any final thoughts or words for coaches or athletes that you just want to share with them before we we close up shop here well i say for an athlete um just always kind of try to follow your passion and you could like me i was so tracked of playing college baseball that i didn't think of nothing else so just kind of allow yourself to to open your mind a little bit to think outside of just what you're focused on it's always good to be focused on one thing and accomplish your goals but it's a big world out there, and you can do a lot more than just try to be this player, this coach, this general manager, this owner of the team. So I'll say to any athletes and coach out there, just try to expand your mind and think about what else you could do on top of what you're going for. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good. Nice. And I'll touch up right where you left off because me be going out in the community, constantly watching the kids I coach at all different levels, the one big change that I saw is community involvement. There's really only parent involvement right now and the community involvement is more so controlled by the coaches when even when Dominic and Dante were playing and I know when you guys were playing too uh, there was a thing called American Legion Mm -hmm. and that went on all summer and your high school guys were helping out the younger guys and you got community youth baseball and Mm -hmm. so each generation is helping the younger generation and it it was more of a, a community event and that's when baseball and a lot of sports the passion was so high that you couldn't find a field or a gym empty it was busy all the time right but now that it's just the parents you know doing it for the kids there's a big change there's a good and a bad thing it's parent involvement the kids are are playing they're active and they can see the the parents are supporting them but as they get older the parents are kind of getting into the way. They can't let go because mm-hmm. they've been helping their kid out. But once they get into the academy, competitive, and high school, and they don't know why their kid's not playing the starting position or not playing a certain position, and now they have all these questions and concerns, sure. it becomes another problem. So mm-hmm. coaches, you know, you know that's going to happen. It'll never go away. So the more you get involved in the community, the more those problems aren't going to be a concern or a problem. There we go. Awesome. Two solid <laughs> answers. I know, right? We don't. They. Why are we here? I know. <laughs> we don't, yeah, you know, you that's fine. They have their own show. Yeah, I was, they, that's why they have their own yeah, show, exactly. right? You guys don't need to yeah. take over ours. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even though you definitely could. Uh, well, uh, yes. <laughs> I've listened to every one of your guys' show, and that's okay. why I reached out is because it, it, it. I'm. I thrive on passion. And the very first episode I heard, I go, man, these guys love what they're doing. And we have a good time. I yeah. like this. And then I listened to another one. And then when I listened to Mary Jo, I said, 
okay, now that they're talking about my sport and the mm-hmm. youth community athletic part, because that's really when you started hitting that youth side, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, now they have my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I called and I said, I need you guys to get on the show because yeah. it's, you know, it's your positive influence the, that uh, needs to be heard. And, um, and, and it's not just, you know, you, when you're coaching your, your kids you know, on weekends just trying to get their fitness in or you're coaching your softball ladies yeah. or you, any of that involvement. You're not just doing it for y- you. You're doing right. it for them and you're mm-hmm. doing it for the community because you know that's going to eventually benefit you down the right. road. So those are the people I like to chill with and yeah. be involved with and try to let people know how important they are like you guys yeah. are. Thank we, you. we definitely appreciate yeah, that. We appreciate yeah. you having us on your show, and we appreciate you being out here. Well, thank you. And being on our show today. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we'd love to have you guys back at some yeah. point. That'd be great. Oh, but before That's we get out of here, uh, where can they follow you guys on social media? Where can they find find you your pitching? Um, co- your <laughs> well, my, you, <laughs> if you're a perfect it's game pitcher. It's been an hour, so. That was, that was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a long name. Uh, you know, the Perfect Game Pitching Solution is just a Thank group you. I do. It's not just pitching. It's uh, I do a free Sunday clinic at John F. Kennedy High School from 9 in the morning till 10.30, so anybody can come out. We go over how, how to throw, catch, arm care. We'll go through pitching. Catchers come out. We do catching gear. If you want to work on hitting, we'll work on hitting. So you can find that uh, at Facebook, perfectgamepitchingsolutions.com. Or I do a lot of my baseball stuff too on Instagram. It's Toddzilla13. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, for the Sack Dugout Show uh, on Instagram, just at Sack Dugout Show. And uh, that's where you can find little pieces of clips of like our shows, you know, on our stories and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, we also going to start posting longer content on there as well. So at Sack Dugout Show is where you guys can follow us. Okay. Cool. And then Hoop Maps, is it just at Hoop Maps? Yeah, and it's at Hoop Maps. If you guys want to follow, download the app yeah. or anything. At yeah. Hoop Maps, yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> have you guys, cool. have you guys, have you connected with Marcellus Howard? Yeah. yeah. yeah Marcellus cool, man. Yeah. He's a fun guy, yeah. 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 We, we had him on. A little while ago, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we're going to have him on again soon, yeah. but yeah. Um, he's kind of a perfect fit for that. He is, yeah. and yeah. he's like big on YouTube yeah. and like all the little kids, like little yeah. short yeah. videos. Yeah. 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 I think he just hit one million subscribers oh, yeah, oh, yeah. this past weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. But he does have to raise his backyard hoop up a little bit with all those slams. So. I have cheating. <laughs> 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 the challenge has been set. Right, right, right. Deb, yeah. where can they follow us? You guys can follow us at um, on Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and I've given up on Snapchat. Perfect. We're on the same page yeah. now. Thank you guys so much for joining <laughs> us. We Thank appreciate you guys. it. Appreciate right. it. Thank you.